this afternoon. The world's most famous people will dress up in the world's fanciest clothing, pile into a room, and hand out dolls. Now, I like the Oscars as much as the next person. I love excellence in all art forms. And as visual artist John Powers said, film is the art of our time. But the Oscars are a little silly. (laughs) Grown adults are reduced to tears over dolls. I like hearing what different people do with their Oscars. John Lasseter, the, guy, the main producer of all the Pixar films, he, uh, he dresses his up in, in Barbie clothes. Uh, Kate Winslet keeps hers in her bathroom, which I think is fitting. She says it's, it's not only to remind her of, of, uh, of you know, the humility, but also so that people can go in there and like, make their Oscar speech before the mirror. <laughs> Clark Gable famously gave away his 1934 Oscar to a little boy. But my favorite is Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin used his Oscar as a doorstop. (laughs) I love seeing people use things in creative ways. Years ago in Cuba, I saw a man convert a 57 Chevy into a boat. In Kenya, I saw kids using U.S. ration cans as drums. And everywhere you go you see the opposite effect personified in uh, people like duct taping their car together, you know, to keeping like their bumper is somehow tied on there with like a ton of duct tape. Um, I personally use my surfboard rack to haul everything from doors and mattresses to hay. Um, I'm aware that this effect goes to other directions as well. As a father of three, I'm well aware that little boys will make a weapon of anything. (laughs) My boys turn sticks into guns and bubble wands into lightsabers. It's a a never-ending conversion of warfare. (laughs) Today, Jesus is concerned with using things the way they were intended to be used. You don't put a light under a basket. You don't dilute salt or throw it in the street. And you don't use the law to hurt people. This last one is the most challenging part of this passage. The law. You don't hear many folks California in 2020 saying, yay, let's talk about Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Woo! We're not very excited about the law, and perhaps that is because of the shortcomings of the American justice system. In 2014, a study estimated that of the people convicted of serious crimes, 10,000 people a year are innocent. The new Jim Crow reminds us that in New York State, 94% of those who are imprisoned for drug offenses are people of color. The number of drug offenses in state prisons has increased 13 times. 13 times since 1980. 
Here in California, we are part of the frontier land that is the American West, a land that prizes rebelliousness and entrepreneurialism much more than law. And then there's Ala Vista, IV, not known for law and order. <laughs> so this passage about Jesus and the law sounds a bit like an adult from the Peanuts or Charlie Brown cartoons. But remember, Matthew's audience, Jewish Christians in Palestine after the destruction of the temple in 70 of the Common Era, a people who needed direction, a people who wanted to believe in something, a people who needed their religious heritage. In that context, the words Jesus utters in Matthew are comforting. He's telling folks our heritage matters. Nothing will change our heritage, our law, God's law. The phrase Jesus uses in Greek, not one iota, iota, the Greek letter I, um, in Hebrew, it comes out as not one yod. Yod, the smallest of the Hebrew letters by far. It's barely one little stroke. Again, in Hebrew, the second phrase, I mean, in Greek, the second phrase is not one accent mark, or in Hebrew, not one tittle, the tiny stroke of a pen that differentiates certain letters, the tiniest stroke of the pen. Sort of like the little line that uh, differentiates capital Q from a capital O, a tiny, tiny stroke. Jesus says that nothing, not one little stroke, will change in the law because God's law is good. God's law looks out for the poor. It looks out for the widow, the foreigner, the marginalized, the oppressed. God's law keeps us healthy, eating healthy things, resting, taking days off. God's law brings us into deep relationship with one another, with the land, and with God. It does unless it doesn't, unless it is being used as a weapon. People always have and always will use religion as a weapon. They will take something that is meant to inspire and fulfill your life and beat you and others and themselves up with it. In Jesus' time, people used the law, the sacred text, to beat Jesus up for hanging out with sketchy folks, for eating on the Sabbath, and for blasphemy. In our time, people used the Bible to beat up on our LGBTQ sisters and brothers, to keep people in power who pad the pockets of the rich, and to separate families at the border. Not so long ago, people used the Bible to justify slavery and misogyny. Jesus knows that is not the law. Jesus knows that the law used as intended is a means for relationship and the deepest of human fulfillment. He says, I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. 
That is what Jesus is trying to do in this passage, to encourage fulfillment. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Jesus doesn't say you can be. There's no if only here. You are. You are not a weapon. You are not an object. You are not something useless. You are not some depression that stalks you. You are not a category. You are not your possessions. You are not your accomplishments. You are a child of God. You are a slice of love eternal the peace of love eternal that happens right here and right now, but part of a tapestry of love unfolding throughout all space and all time. Sometimes we forget that. We get distracted by our work or caught up in someone else's games. Sometimes we think our way out of participating in love Eternal. In addition to finding new uses for Oscars, Charlie Chaplin said of our culture, we think too much and feel too little. That phrase comes from Chaplin's film, The Great Dictator, whose lines are just as relevant today as they were in 1940. Chaplin said, More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness. Without these qualities, life will be violent. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed. The bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. How about that line? (laughs) The hate of men will pass and dictators die and the power they took from the people will return to the people. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. Sisters, And brothers, you are the flavor of love eternal here and now. Let's put away the toys used as weapons and make of this life a wonderful adventure. Amen. Amen.